Welcome to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well, staying safe, sending love to all those who are in the world. Thank you all. Um, It's been a lot going on, so please join me by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Just drop right here in this present moment. In this present moment, you are safe, you are here, you are loved. Just jump right in right here. Sending my love to the Blake family and the Bosman family. Um, There's a lot going on in the world. If you have not heard of the recent events, um, please send love to the Jacob Blake family and to the Chadwick Bosman family. A lot going on in the community and with the collective at large. So plug in, tune in, sink in, and uh, thank you all for being here, for joining. If you have any topic requests that you'd like to hear, please send those to my inbox at Agent K21 Podcast on Instagram. On Instagram and Twitter at Agent K21. Um, find me on all the social media platforms. Let me know what you want to hear. If you'd like to be a feature on the podcast or if you'd like me to be a feature on yours, um, please reach out. Let me know. Let's talk about it. So yes, there's a lot of energy going on and uh, been doing a lot of work, you know, and um, sending all the positive vibes, all the good energy, because we are ushering into a new, a new, a new day, right? A new day has dawned. And, um, you know, my heart was really heavy the past couple of days with all the events going on in the world. And I was sitting outside, sitting in nature. And, uh, you know, we can really change our perspectives and create our own reality with the thoughts that we choose to think. And, Anytime we experience the death of a loved one where someone has passed on and has transitioned um, to the astral planes, to the next life, um, it, can be, it can be very, the grieving process, very human, very, very um, valid to experience a range of emotions. All emotions are welcome to experience that without shaming or blaming or condemning ourselves for however we feel but to accept right where we are and as I was in that process I thought this is not really a loss I felt my heart was heavy but the earth the world the spirit realm felt really peaceful now that you might not know what that feels like and you might also know what that feels like but there was a peace and this sense of we didn't lose we might have felt like we lost something But if we change our perspective and think about what the spirit realm just gained, it just changes the whole picture. So our power is always in our thoughts. A lot of us may have grown up in environments where we felt powerless. I feel like childhood, part part of the human experience of childhood is to experience powerlessness. You can't choose what foods you eat. You can't choose if you go to school. You can't choose what time you go to bed. You feel very powerless in childhood. I mean, depending on how you were raised, we may experience that. I feel like all of that is is getting ready to shift, but most of us have experienced some form of powerless in one form, shape, or way, some way, you know, some way. (laughs) We may have experienced that, you know, a helplessness feeling of powerlessness and I found that moving with the law of attraction how we co-create our realities with our beliefs 
our words, our actions, and most importantly, our thoughts. So continuing the train of the law of attraction, I am going to talk about powerful thoughts and talk about the power of our thoughts today. So disclaimer, I am definitely going to be using the word thought a lot in this segment, in this episode. In no way, shape, or form am I referring to the slang version of how they've tainted that word. That's not what I'm referring to. That's not what this is about. So go on and get all your shits and giggles out because I'm about to be saying the word thought quite often. So go on, let it out. That's not the thought I'm talking about. So what is a thought? (laughs) Okay, my own immature moment. What is a thought? Like, seriously, what does Webster say about... (laughs) What does Webster say about these thoughts, right? (laughs) Okay, all right. Everyone, shake it out. Get get off of it, all right? Okay. Keeping it moving, though. Serious tip. What is a thought? So if we look up the actual definition of what the word thought actually means, a thought is, and I'll give my my personal view of it, and then we'll, we'll talk to Webster. To me... When I think about a thought, I think I think about it being because I think that there's a difference between thinking and having an actual unique original thought. And there is a difference. Now, thinking can be the byproduct of having said thought. So to me, I visualize it as a thought being the center, being, you know, the sun and all of our thinking, our perceptions, our expectations, our view of the world, all of that is all captivated into the stardust and the other planets orbiting the sun. So you can have an original thought of, to yourself. And then as a result of that, the thinking will spiral around that and orbit around that. So when I think about having a thought, for one, we're really cultivated in a society where we're taught what to think, how to think, but rarely are we asked what thoughts we already have. What do we think? And if we are asked that, we may have grown up in environments where either one or two or a combination of many things could have happened. One scenario, we may have grown up in an environment where it was not safe to share our thoughts. Because if we did, we were ridiculed, we were humiliated, we were criticized and judged for the way we think. It was respected. Or, on the contrary, we may have grown up in environments where we weren't even able to keep a thought to ourselves. We were obligated and forced to and coerced to elaborate on our thoughts and to expose our thoughts. So we might have experienced just the um, just feeling like either feeling invalidated or feeling violated for our thoughts and not being able to have a private moment for ourselves and to actually elaborate on what do I think, what does this make me feel, etc. Further to injury. We are raised typically in a society where we go to school to learn what to think, not to cultivate original thought, not to um, necessarily enhance your own thinking. It's let me tell you about this false history. Let me tell you about this math. Let me tell you about stuff that's already been thought of, not actually cultivating. How can you create your own thoughts? How can you tap into who your, your true essence is? That's typically not the case, you know. You might have courses where you're critically thinking or you might have classes where you're debating. But even those tend to be 
not with the intent to listen to your thought and to cultivate it. It's more of, let me hear what you think so I can prove how you're wrong and how I'm right. Which, again, can create a feeling of unsafety. You know, people should be able to express their thinking and their thoughts without um, any type of negative reinforcement. You know, thoughts should be shared to be listened and heard and evaluated, not to be condemned and proven wrong. Like, that's, that's, that's the debate, I suppose, but that doesn't promote getting to the core of what you think. Because our thoughts will shape our reality, just as our beliefs and our words and our actions will. And that is how we manifest. That is how we utilize the law of attraction. So now let's go to the good friend Webster. Let's pull out the good old dictionary here. What does it mean? So the definition of thought is an idea or opinion produced by thinking or occurring suddenly in the mind. Hmm. Okay. So then further to question, what does it mean? What does thinking mean? Like, what is the difference between thinking and a thought? So if we turn further in Webster, let's see. Um, so thinking, definition of thinking is the process of using one's mind to consider our reason about something. The process of using one's mind to consider our reason about something. So very different words. Sometimes they may use interchangeably, but they are very different. And um, I think that a lot of people might understand these definitions, but many people may not know even furthermore what, where this word actually comes from. Where does it originate? This is something that may not be taught. Again, we go to school, learn what to think. Then we might get a job or a career that teaches us how to think. You know, this is how you become a millionaire. This is how you think this way. But those are still other people's plans, you know? How did Albert Einstein become Albert Einstein before? No one had to teach him that. That was his own essence. And that same essence resides in all of us in our own unique way. Looks different and portrays differently for everyone. And the goal is to find our own path, not anyone else's, but typically we're taught to follow the mode of other people's footsteps. But further to history... When you start doing research, for those who are interested, start doing research on ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt. A lot of these words, even, you know, Latin and Greek, all of these ancient times, Atlantis, all of these different things come from somewhere. So um, I'm going to read a section from a book and I'll give the reference of that book here shortly. But... Did you know? And some of you may have. So if this is um, redundant, please bear with it. But for those who haven't heard of the Egyptian god Thoth, that's T-H-O-T-H, the god of wisdom, of learning, of arts, of magic, and of the scribes. This Egyptian god um, is obviously not really talked about. But a lot of his practices was could teach a lot about manifestations and different things. So I'm going to read a little passage from a book that I'll give the reference to here shortly. Thought is credited with being the inventor of hieroglyphics, arithmetic, and astrology, and is usually depicted as carrying a pen and ink or a stylus. Um, he almost always has the head of an, uh, some bird, I, I don't know, Ibis? 
Ibis, Ibis, by the lunar crescent. His other sacred animal is the baboon, a shape he often assumes as well. He is a lunar deity and is called He Who Balances, a reference to his role as the record as the record keeper in the underworld when the deceased are judged by Osiris. He is known as the epitome of justice, the lord of time, and the accountant of the years. Um, there is an air of mystery about him, as he is considered to be the author of a book containing all the secrets of the universe. Owning this book would make the possessor the most powerful sorcerer in the universe. It is the book. It is called the Book of Thought, or the Emerald Tablets of Thought, and is said to be hidden in a secret chamber near the Great Pyramids. Debate about whether these tablets really exist still ranges today. Okay, so now that you hear these different definitions of what this word means, how does this relate to us creating and co-creating our reality? Well, I'll give a couple of scenarios and a brief little um, story, if you will. Our thoughts are so powerful that when we think long enough about something, eventually it comes out of our mouth. And whatever words we speak out of our mouth will manifest in our life. Now, when it comes to manifesting, things happen in the spirit realm before they manifest here in the physical realm. This 3D reality is the last to receive the upgrades and to receive the physical manifestation of things. So, when we are thinking, when we are cultivating our thoughts, we are able to change our point of attraction. For example, a dominant thought that I have for myself, and you may share this thought as well, or many others, Um, it's fine, whichever works for you, but a dominant thought for myself is, how can I love myself and others better? How can I love myself and others better is a ruminating thought constantly on replay. And as a result, what that does is constantly looking for ways to be present with the self, to love and care for self, and noticing how to effectively love other people, taking into consideration what things that other people need and how they receive love and give love and what they may need or what they're saying or not saying, paying careful attention to everything. Now, because that's a dominant thought, that as a result is dominant words that I might speak or dominant actions that may take place. So when people have dominant thoughts of positivity or of just genuineness, that's usually the fruit that you'll see in their lives. Same with the contrary. The opposite will exist as well. Now, how do you change a thought? Well, for one, personally, I don't think anything needs to change. I think first and foremost, we need to accept wholly every moment, you know, because if we attack our thoughts with you need to change, we're basically criticizing and shaming ourselves, which could be very detrimental, not could be, is very detrimental. So in order to change a thought, we must embrace that thought first. Um, those of you who may be aware, we do have a full moon coming up in the sign of Pisces. Now, our thoughts will shape our perception. So the reason I bring this up is because uh, 
little little story, little story time is that um one of my parental figures is a Pisces. And um we have this full moon in Pisces coming up and growing up in my experience, a lot of things were thought to be evil and you know, bad and wrong. And so a lot of the messages I received was a lot of things were bad and wrong. So during full moons, full moons can be a great time for manifesting and also a great time for releasing releasing the things that no longer serve us. So to quote the Queen Bee, Queen Beyonce, who charges her crystals in the full moon, that is also very powerful. So uh, venture with me a few months back where my crystals were charging in the full moon and this parental figure saw the crystals and freaks out because um, the prominent thought is a lot of things are bad, wrong, and evil. And so as a result, the entire atmosphere, if you will, um, was clouded with the fear-based vibration. So what I mean by that um, is that person's interpretation in the situation manifested a lot of um, negative feelings, emotions, negative words, negative um, perception of what was going on. And so um, the power of our thoughts is not necessarily to replace them, but to observe them. So say for that example, if someone were able to observe, hey, I'm having this thought and I'm making it mean this, and it's now painting this picture for me. When we have that awareness to step back and say, where did this stem from? What is the root of this? Then we can trace it back to our thinking and our thoughts and our beliefs. So every thought we have will reinforce a belief. If you want to know more about beliefs, please check out the episode titled Belief. Um, Also, The Power of Words is another episode to check out as far as when it comes to manifesting and the importance of all of these things combined working together to be the alchemist, to manifest the life that we are here to create. So um, I recently watched, um, shout out to Disney Plus, I recently watched Alice Through the Looking Glass. It was released on Friday and I recently watched it and um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie and you're interested in seeing the movie, you might want to just go on and fast forward this part. Um, but I did watch the movie. I'm going to talk about it in a way without giving too much of away, but, uh, it still could be a spoiler. So I'm going to try, but recently watched Alice through the looking glass and I did a, a full series where I watched the original Alice in Wonderland, then the 2010 rendition of Alice in Wonderland, and then the newest one, Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass. Now, For those who may not be familiar with Alice in Wonderland, it's basically a story of a girl who believes the impossible is possible, and she creates her own reality, (laughs) and essentially, even if it might seem in a dream state, it's very real that we can co-create. So, um, Alice, right, she's back on her adventures, right, and um, I love this, but what I noticed One thing that really stood out to me, one of my takeaways, there were many takeaways, but one of them that I will share is that in this particular 
movie, Alice has to go back in time. And she learns, you know, through trial and error, she learns you cannot change the past, but you can learn from it. And of course she tries, you know, but inevitably she learns, right? And um, as she goes back in the past, we're able to see how the villain becomes the villain. Okay. And every villain has a story and depending on the narrative, you know, the villain may be the hero and the hero may be the villain. So I love that they kind of depicted this in this uh, movie. So we get to see the Queen of Hearts, the Red Queen, and um, get to learn more about her story and her upbringing and how she became who she is. Now, throughout the movie, a prominent thought and belief, I'm sure the core belief actually was more so a repeated thing that she continued to say. She said it in the first movie. She says it again in this one. And that core belief that she had, the messages she received from her childhood was nobody loves me. And that became a core belief, which became a point of attraction based on her thoughts ruminating and uh, focusing on that. Because whatever you focus on, will you will attract more. Whatever you focus on will grow. So if you focus on this belief, nobody loves me, the law of attraction is going to, the law of mirroring is going to show you more of what you believe. Essentially, the law of attraction is not what you say you are, it's what you are. And so if she really believes nobody loves me, that is what she's going to attract. And so I started thinking about it. And I was like, wow, that was her core belief. That was her point of attraction. Nobody loves me. As a result, all of her thoughts, all of her thinking focused around that created a picture around that created a co-reality around that to the point where she was not able to perceive the love that did love her she was not able to receive the love that was right in front of her instead she attracted um people who were unable to love her people who feared her people who were people who were incapable of granting her love and that probably felt more like love for her because of that belief nobody loves me which you know is absolutely not true and most of us have these core beliefs of feeling that we are unlovable or unworthy and again that's not anyone's fault that's our conditioning you know and then we can choose to take the responsibility to rewire that and to dismantle those lies that we've been received even if we've been the one telling them to ourselves we can change the course of that with our thinking and so realizing how much a thought how powerful our thoughts are it's very important to take care of our thoughts to really um, embrace our thoughts wherever they are and to accept them and also to realize that we have the power to change them if you think your life isn't going the way you want it you have the course you have the map you can always change it um you can always opt out you can always that's the greatest gift of free will that you can choose what you think so a lot of times we might feel like well i can't do anything about the situation the world sucks everything's hopeless do you believe that do you think that because whatever you think is true but there's a power in saying okay I don't have any control over what other people do. I don't have any control over what may happen, but I can control how I think about it, how I process it. That is where our power lies. We are not powerless. 
We are more powerful than we have realized. And um, I think that it's really important to remember that our true power is how we choose to interpret situations and the thoughts that we choose to think, you know, and um, to not beat ourselves up for any of the thoughts that we think, to observe, appreciate, and approve of. Because if we don't, we're essentially just reiterating and reconditioning ourselves the way our society or our culture may have done. So you do have power. The power is in your thoughts. So think on these things. Think on things that are lovely, that are pure, that are beautiful, that resonate as your truth. Think on those things. So as mentioned, I will tell you the book um, if you are interested in learning more about Egyptian mythology, Egyptian gods, etc., ancient Kemet. The book that I was reading from is called Egyptian Mythology by Robert Carlson. Again, that is Egyptian Mythology by Robert Carlson. That can be found wherever books are sold. Um, if you have a iPhone, iPad, any Apple product, that book can also be found in the iBookstore. I believe it is a free book, or it was when I purchased it, or lack there of purchasing. Um, so you can get that for free in the iBookstore if it is still available for that price. Um, thank you all for listening so much. Thank you for subscribing. Please feel free to subscribe. Feel free to share any of these messages with anyone that you think may benefit from them. And um, please be well, be safe. And remember, as my good friend Captain Planet said, the power is yours. Be well, take care. Until next time.